0: Welcome to another place in time, where one day you'll be dead or you'll survive. Hello everybody and welcome to Dead or Survive. I am your host Rob Riches.
1: And I'm your other host Cheryl Riches. And this is a podcast where I, we tell a survival story followed by... Uh, Darwin Award story.
0: You don't think they've caught on yet?
1: Well, what if they're new?
0: Well, why are they starting at episode 16?
1: I want them to. I don't want them to start at one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I guess this is true. Um, so, we've had a little bit of up and down weekend or a week. Uh, last time you guys heard us, we were going on holidays.
1: Yeah.
0: And just before we were to leave, my uh, I got word that my dad passed away suddenly. So,
1: yeah.
0: family's dealing with that right now. Uh, Trying to get through it, but as always wanted to get a podcast out to everybody try to keep on track keep our numbers up episode 16 so Look at us kill it
1: Yeah, we are at a loss. I changed my format up a little bit in his honor. I'll let you know when we get there, but
0: oh Look at you being sneaky. Yeah (laughs) Um, I didn't change anything up (laughs) Just stay in the same old same old I've been doing nothing but writing and writing and writing. I have to do a tribute forum and, uh, or a yeah. eulogy, so have been trying to write that and touch make sure everybody um, has their say and try to work it in there, so I've been working on that, working on this episode, so trying yeah. to keep myself busy. Uh, unfortunately, we didn't make it out for our holidays, but uh, I mean, life is what it is, right?
1: It kind of all worked out. I mean, obviously, it didn't work out. Your dad passed away, but we we were supposed to be on holidays, so we have this time to kind of take care of everything. And
0: Yeah, I mean, if there was a time for him to pass away, this is perfect. is this a couple of weeks to work through everything and get stuff set up and make sure my mom's okay and
1: yeah.
0: on her way and uh, adjust to her new uh, surroundings and lifestyle. So
1: yeah, anyways, we won't.
0: Yeah, we're not going to dwell on that. This isn't <laughs> yeah. a podcast about my father passing away. Yeah. It's a podcast about <laughs> Other people passing away doing stupid shit. Yeah. I'm surprised he hasn't qualified for a Darwin I'm, Award with I'm some actually, of this stuff
1: yeah. he's done,
0: but he didn't qualify. Yeah, for one. I
1: actually thought at this point, in at this time, it might be a Darwin Award that we were telling you that he won. But
0: uh, anyways, uh so you got your story. I do. Yep. You got a drink.
1: Yep. Just got I done think.
0: watching the Super Bowl.
1: Yeah. Even though you don't like, understand it. N- no. But there's Super Bowl food, and I always have my numbers for a pool, so that's the only reason I watch.
0: Well, there you go. So anyways, let her rip, potato chip.
1: Okay, so this week I thought I would change things up for Al. Um, Al had lots of things that he loved in his life, but three of the main things were motorcycling, scuba diving, and horseback riding. So,
0: Think his uh, son.
1: Well, yeah, <laughs> his family, absolutely.
0: For well, sure, that's not what you <laughs> yeah.
1: listen, is it? I'm talking about, like, hobby sort of things.
0: His hobbies were aggravating me.
1: Absolutely, they were, yes. But there's no survival stories for aggravating you, I don't think.
0: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> there's one for yeah. my mom. Yeah. She survived my dad and me.
1: <laughs> so what I did was did three short stories this week, one on each of those subjects. Oh, nice. Yeah. So I'll start off with uh, Kevin Diepenbrock. I hope I'm saying that right. It's one of those names.
0: Kevin brock Deepenbrock. Diepenbrock.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Orky, porky, put yeah. the chicken in the pot. Swedish chef. <laughs> in uh,
1: 2016, Kevin Diepenbrock and his friend Philip Polito worked at a natural gas plant in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And they were both motorcycle riders, so they thought that they would take a trip on their motorcycles.
0: Headed on the highway. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Looking for adventure.
1: And they decided that they were going to go and do Tale of the Dragon. Oh,
0: I've been there. I've done <laughs> have. that. yes. I left parts on the tree of shame, <laughs> yeah. laid my bike down. Ah, it was a good old days. Yeah.
1: It's a very famous bike road, highway. I don't know. What it's it actually is. a
0: road uh, um, in 11 miles. It has 318 bends.
1: Yeah, I was going to get to that, And but you yes, can actually, you go, actually tell this You part. can go
0: right into, uh, I mean, you got your bike going right sideways, and then yeah. they do uh, tons and tons of time trials and stuff down there, and you yeah. should just see the bikes and the hotel rooms down there. Like when you pull in, they have slots where you can put your bikes in and wash them all up. I mean, like this place is geared yeah. Motorcycles. It's
1: the place to go other than Sturgis.
0: Oh, there's lots of different, but yeah, Sturgis is good. I mean, yeah. I would still love to take you on the Blue Way.
1: The Blue Ridge? Yeah, Blue yeah. Ridge Highway. Yeah. Anyway, so from what Rob was saying there, it's a very it can be very dangerous. There's a lot of hairpin turns. It's like there is a tree of shame where you if you if you lay down your bike, you're supposed to take that part and nail it to the tree. So
0: Mine are there. <laughs> yeah. I have some, there's some bent up engine guards.
1: <laughs> yeah. So Phil and Kevin are doing the Tale of the Dragon. They get to mile number four, and Phil hits his brakes on his bike unexpectedly, and Kevin hits him in the back. Um, they both veered off the side of the mountain. Not good.
0: I hope that's a long drop.
1: Yeah. Phil fell about 50 feet down, and he was killed immediately. Oh, man. Yeah, Kevin, and it was Kevin that hit him, so I'm super, I'm sure he has a lot of guilt to live with, but we'll talk about his survival anyways. Um, Kevin survived the fall, but with major injuries. He had two punctured lungs, 17 breaks, and 12 ribs, and multiple spinal fa- fractures, so obviously he could barely move, <laughs> um... Due to the steepness of the mountain and, and all the brush that was covering, there was no way for any passerbys to see the men or the bikes. Because you're you you're on a road, but you're also in the middle of a forest on a mountain. <laughs> so
0: Yeah, it's pretty wild. And then up to, a, I think, a few years ago, they still let transports drive down that road.
1: Oh, that's insane. And, when,
0: and even, I know when I was on it, there was a couple times because cars are still allowed to go down it. Yeah. When the cars come down it, they take up almost the whole road. Like, it's, it's absolutely, it's... Probably. I mean, it's stupid. <laughs> it really is. I mean, they should block it off the cars as well. Yeah.
1: yeah. There's other, I, I'm should, sure there's should. other ways to well, get there up. Well, there absolutely
0: is, but there should, it should be motorcycles only. I mean, it's yeah. been so much of a motorcycle destination but people go down to the hot rods and want to race through there and stuff.
1: But Yeah. So anyways, Kevin could hear motorcycles passing by. Like it was right beside him and he would desperately try to call out to people, but obviously bikes are loud. And then you've got the wind blowing through your ears, so you're not, and you're going quick, so you're not going to hear somebody that's 100 feet down the side of the mountain screaming for help. Um, at one point, he tried to pull himself over with a limb, like the limb of a tree, but the pain was so severe that it caused him to pass out. Kevin had his cell phone on him, but there was no service. He tried calling 911, texting his wife, and e- even uploading a Facebook 911 Uh, No, sorry, Facebook um, status that said 911 on the dragon, but nothing would go through. So he started recording videos to his family in his first video. video, He looked at his camera and he had blood all over his face and he said, I effed up. That's all I can really say. At 1030 this morning, I've been laying here ever since about 50 feet feet down in the ravine. I just wanted to say that I love you guys. I'm sorry I was being stupid, but you know, that's what I do. (laughs) (laughs) um during the day he had chipmunks and squirrels scurrying right over him but when night came he could hear bigger critters in the bush and he was very afraid that it was a wild hog or a bear that would come out and get an easy meal of him laying there but that didn't help that that didn't happen so that's good but he was also concerned because the area is famous for rattlesnakes that one might like to curl up to him for body heat
0: Oh, curling up to him is okay, it's the biting that's <laughs> yeah.
1: bad. I think that any kind of movement a rattlesnake is going to be like, Yeah, no, you're not allowed to move. <laughs> <laughs> um, Maybe, <laughs> yeah. Uh, by nightfall, he was also very thirsty. He could hear a creak that was only about 10 feet from him, but he couldn't drag his broken six foot four, 350 pound body to it. He, he was broken. He couldn't get there. So he ended up pulling vines down from above him and licked the leaves for tiny bits of moisture that he could get off of them. He'd been in the ravine for 30 hours. He took his phone out. He had He had a couple in between, but this was his final goodbye video to his wife and parents. And he said his final goodbyes. And then his battery died on his phone. Can you imagine? Like, you're alive. There's people passing you all day long like it's a busy place
0: yeah well and like you said it, it, it yeah but it's it's also if you if you haven't been there it's hard to explain but basically there's a road and then it just goes straight down and yeah. it, and seriously it goes into trees and it goes into and especially if the two they, they do i know people are racing through there but they do try to slow up a little bit so like when my group went through
1: yeah. we
0: went in pairs of twos just to give space in between, right? Because you did didn't you not
1: have to like check in or somewhere so that, and then if nobody saw you, no, nothing like that. No, right? nothing.
0: You just come into this highway, the top of the. We came out of what's called Devil's Triangle, yeah, which sits up right up top. Um, we walk, basically wrapped right around the uh, the Rocky Mountains. So come all the way down, and then as I was coming into the Trail of Dragon, what I did was I actually moved over, yeah, for speed bikes like some crotch rockets to go zoom in past me, and when I throttled up. Um, my back tire kicked out on the paint,
1: Yeah,
0: dropped my bike and then slid me down the highway and stuff. But no, there's a, there's a store at the top.
1: Yeah.
0: There's a big thing that says you're on tail of the dragon, like a picture of a, right. uh, you know, like a, I don't know, some kind of, you know, here like you a are route
1: marker scenic. Whatever, yeah, whatever.
0: Yeah. Right. And we got off and got some pictures there. And then after that, no, it's just a road and a lot of people ride the road up one way and then they go up. There's a turnaround up there that they've created and then they yeah. come back down the road the other oh. way. So, and they'll rip it up and down that I road. I think that.
1: Especially after this, that you need somewhere to check in and check
0: out. Well, not not unless it's changed. I mean, when I rode down there, it was 2007, 2008. Like I said, trucks were still allowed to come down. I'm pretty sure there was trucks still allowed to come down when I did, or they were just stopping that.
1: Yeah. But there was cars
0: that came down there for sure, because I don't know. I know one almost took me out, like a bumper of a car. I had to go right over to the side, and right on the edge, and I was like on the gravel when this car came through, because it's only so wide too. Like that's the other thing people don't get. Like this. This road is a narrow road as well, right? It's to paint the whole
1: picture. (laughs) It sounds scary. I can't wait to do it again. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so shortly after he made that last video, a woman and her date pulled off to the side of the road so that she could get a drink. This was kind of unusual because the spot wasn't somewhere that you could get out and look at the scenery. and There were a lot of scenic lookouts in the area that she could have stopped at, but she just chose to pick this random spot on the road. And the couple could hear him yelling.
0: Wow, somebody's
1: watching it. For <laughs> right? Yeah, they say it was like a serendipitous moment. I don't know, like some something happened, something told her to stop there, I guess. So um, they couldn't see him at first. So they went to a nearby photography shop to get help. And they returned with an Alabama man named Joshua Johnson. And Joshua moved to the edge until he could see Kevin laying on the ground trying to get his attention and I think at this point Joshua just went full-on Rambo. <laughs> he went sliding down the side of the hill in his full racing gear because he was on a little crotch rocket himself. He had his full face mask on and Kevin said it looked like he was bounding down the hill towards him. So. <laughs> um, he right. got, yeah. <laughs>
0: you got to get down yeah. quick. If you, yeah. if you got all that stuff on,
1: yeah.
0: yeah. you pretty safe. A lot yeah. of guys do wear that. They got the, the racing gear on, right? You got yeah. all the Kevlar and all the plastic shielding. And
1: yeah, stuff. I guess he kind of felt kind of safe. Yeah. Anyways, they got the emergency responders to the scene and they loaded Kevin onto a back brace where they pulled him over 105 feet using ropes and pulleys. And then they put him in a helicopter and airlifted him to the hospital. So he had some surgeries and a lot of physiotherapy. His wife was a physiotherapist. But he wouldn't let her do it with him. She, he wouldn't let her do the physiotherapy because he was afraid that she would be doling out the punishments.
0: <laughs> Jeez, I wonder why that is. <laughs> yeah. You be the same way. You're mean.
1: This is what happens when you don't do what you're supposed to do when you go out on your motorcycle, right? Anyways, I guess Kevin is able to walk again and he's doing well, so. Is he back a, on a bike? I don't know about that. Oh. yeah i tried to find out like what he's doing today but i couldn't find anything so yeah, that's still at
0: least yeah. i mean they if you go and look on the map you can actually pull up deaths on the uh tail of the dragon oh
1: is it common
0: um yeah and you can pull it up and you can see that they actually have all the different markers and they had them in yellow because i looked at oh. it and it shows all the spots where they've gone off and where the the
1: that's most worrisome, fatalities. right?
0: That's a little worrisome. <laughs> it is. I mean, you you got to use your head when you're there, right? And that's the thing. That I was um at the time, like a fairly new rider. um I would say. I mean, I only started riding three or four years before that, but I took my time. I took my curves, and I rode at what I could ride at. And a yeah. lot of guys don't do that. They'll they'll get down there, and all of a sudden they. They get CCitis and they just want to fly through everything oh, yeah. and gun it, well, and, and, they and they see all the outs doing yeah. it, and you know, and yep. then all of a sudden they are like, "Well, it'll be," and you know what? And and I, there was times where I was like, "Oh man, I want to fly," but somewhere along the line, <laughs> common sense kicked yeah. in. <laughs> and this is why I own a cruiser now, <laughs> yeah. not a crotch rocket, because common sense kicks in every well, once that, in a while.
1: That's good. I'm glad it did. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> I, we we, we would have never met. Yeah, this is true. <laughs> yeah okay so that is my motorcycle story and now I have a short scuba diving story
0: bloop, 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 bloop,
1: bloop. Yeah. <laughs> this is actually the next two are letters that somebody else wrote so I'm just like totally just reading their letters <laughs> uh-huh.
0: do you know why scuba divers fall backwards when they go uh, uh, when they get off the boat
1: so they don't knock their mask off
0: no because if they fall forward they'll fall in the boat what's wrong with you <laughs> oh my God.
1: That's a terrible joke. But you're laughing. (laughs) Okay. This is a letter that somebody wrote into BuzzFeed. So I'm just going to read you the letter.
0: (laughs) Okay. Since you won't give us our letters, we're going to read other people's letters. I'm just going
1: to start stealing them off the internet.
0: (laughs) Yeah. If you're going to be like that.
1: Okay, so. you have an email address,
0: (laughs) it works. We get spam on it all the time. I
1: could just pretend that these letters were written in. (laughs)
0: No, (laughs) no.
1: All right, I won't do that. Okay, anyway, so it starts out. When I was 15, I took the family boat out and dove the reef myself to clear my head. That mistake was number one. (laughs) Can you imagine just being 15? Yeah, I'm gonna go scuba diving. Depends (laughs) where you live, right? I guess.
0: You know, to us, that seems dumb.
1: Yeah, but if you grew up
0: in Australia, you grew up uh, you I know, guess, even in yeah. California or, or uh, you know, Africa where they have these amazing reefs and, and, yeah. and stuff out there, like surfing and all that stuff, right? Like,
1: yeah, I guess I didn't even, Hawaii, that didn't even think why
0: you know what I mean, about like where
1: this guy was from, but obviously close to an ocean. Okay, anyways, I was down at a depth of about 90 feet when well, I was
0: that's pretty fucking deep when I was 15-year-olds.
1: when I was only rated for 60. Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, 100, you start, yeah, that's,
1: yeah. Anyways, carry on. While diving, I spotted a 3.5-meter Mako shark coming right at me.
0: Oh, that's not good. No.
1: For those who are unaware, Makos are basically the cheetahs of the ocean, and they have two speeds, curious, harmless, is in brackets, and lunch, very much harmful. (laughs) This guy was in lunch mode. So I hovered, as I had been trained to do, since there was no way for me to escape it. Nowadays, we dive with shark shields, which emit electronic pulses that freak the sharks out and keep them away. Back, back then, what we used was essentially a chain mail sleeve, the idea being that sharks hate the taste of metal. So if you give it your arm, it'll bite down, decide you're gross, and move along. Uh,
0: there's also, I don't know if everybody's seen it, in the 1966 movie, uh, Batman, there is shark repellent. <laughs> I don't think-
1: that's a real thing. I, I saw it. it. was bat shark repellent. <laughs> I, I, I think he failed to market that properly. I don't think oh. he, yeah.
0: <laughs> you can't use Batman shark no, repellent?
1: No, no, that's oh. not a thing. What did, uh, what did they do in the happy days?
0: Oh, and <laughs> Fonzie. Yeah. yeah he some, jumped, the shark, he jumped the shark or something. He jumped the shark or something Yeah. Anyways,
1: that. that's way off, way off topic.
0: <laughs> yeah. And they weren't Makos either.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: sorry that Batman window if you ever look at that it's like somebody put a plastic shark on the end (laughs) of a
1: so bad
0: so bad anyways
1: okay anyways so I wait and it comes and I make a perfect move to give it my arm however just before the crunch it occurred to me that I had left my sleeve on the bed (laughs) I had my kelp knife drawn however now I had a series of problems (laughs) I had a You huge... forgot your shark <laughs> chain. Yeah. He forgot. Not only did he forgot to put it on, he forgot he wasn't wearing it.
0: Oh my God. Wait till you yeah. hear my stories.
1: Yeah. This ties in so
0: perfectly. Jesus.
1: <laughs> I had a huge open gashing wound on my arm from the bite in open water that entrailed blood everywhere. Once the shock wore off, you realize that you're in salt water, and salt in open wounds don't feel good. <laughs> Not as a shark
0: bite. Yeah. And yeah. guess what? He didn't taste metal.
1: No, he sure <laughs> didn't. But he must not have liked what he tasted because he took off. Um, in a panic, I dropped my weight belt and shot up to the surface at 90 feet down. You <laughs> idiot. Without any sort of waiting period. Yeah. Because I hadn't been paying attention to the currents, I was approximately a quarter mile downstream of my boat, which means I had nothing to swim up to. So I end up racing back to shore with nothing more than a tourniquet to staunch the bleeding long story short, my series of unfortunate self-inflicted events earned me 172 stitches, boatloads of physical therapy because the shark actually bit down on my tricep and detached it and easily identifiable scars on one of my arms for the rest of my life. Oh, and I lost my deceased grandfather's favorite kelp knife that he had that he had left me and he signs it one dumb diver
0: <laughs> you know it's it's, it, I, it's one of the things right because I went diving with my dad a little bit my dad was a dive master um so I went out and stuff like that but that was one thing like I popped my eardrums because I didn't decompress properly yeah and that's why I have a hard time even today swimming still I'll get swimmers ear right away and yeah. I, I just never continued with diving because it hurt but, yeah, if you don't decompress properly and come up and down, I mean, you can put blood clots and, and, and air into your bloodstream, yeah. right? Like, he's lucky that he lost a knife, right? You can say one dumb diver, but, yeah. my God, he's lucky he survived.
1: Well, yeah, not only that, he, he was bleeding in that ocean that obviously had sharks around. So oh, yeah, there's it. that,
0: too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't worry about the sharks. Because <laughs> I think sharks get a bad rep. I do. Yeah. I think sharks were in their territory yeah. messing with their shit. But.
1: Yeah. All right, and my third story.
0: Oh, 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 it's got to be about horses.
1: It's about horses. (laughs) Christopher Reeve? (laughs) No, there's not a lot about horses. There's not a lot of surviving horses. I guess it's not all. I know everybody knows the Christopher Reeve story, but other than that, there's not a whole lot. Anyways, I found another letter. And this letter was written, or it's a story written by Kalen Beard to the Horse Network. And this was his story that he wrote.
0: Caitlin was a guy? Yeah. Oh, interesting.
1: Um, It was my third summer working as a trail guide in Jasper National Park. Each day, I rode about four hours.
0: Oh, Jasper.
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I shouldn't. Okay, I'm going back to the name. Maybe it is a girl. Maybe I'm assuming. I don't know. Anyways, I'm going to carry on. (laughs) It's it's spelled C-A-E-L-A-N. It's spelled differently. Oh, Okay, anyways, each day I rode about four hours, taking out guests on one, two, and three-hour rides. That August day, I was leading a family of four with two young girls. The youngest was so tiny that I was ponying her horse for my own. Uh, The girls were absolutely in love with the horses for minute one. The mom, on the other hand, was a bit nervous. As soon as we left the yard... And I finished my usual spiel. Hello, I'm Kaylin. Please feel free to ask any questions. She piped up with, what happens if we see a bear? I smiled and assured the family that bears were usually terrified of the horses. It was my third summer. I hardly ever worried about bears anymore. I spent most of the time twisted around in the saddle, chatting to the guests behind me, trusting my horse, Bert, to let me know if there was anything on the trail ahead of us.
0: Okay, Bert. (laughs)
1: Together, we'd had over a hundred bear encounter, encounters while riding and almost zero problems from them. Most of the time, all we saw of bears was their rear end running away through the woods.
0: I hate that word in there, almost. Yeah. <laughs> That's...
1: Or most of the time. <laughs> most to, of the yeah. time. Yeah.
0: That means it wasn't all of the time. <laughs> yeah. Um,
1: and then I felt bear change his pace just slightly, the usual indication that he was looking at something. I turned around and realized that there was a grizzly bear maybe 50 meters away from us in the middle of our trail looking right at us. <laughs> Damn. Oh, boy. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Are we going reveling? <laughs> uh,
1: I immediately halted our ride. The horses all stood still watching the bear. He was fairly large grizzly, but he was in very poor shape. His fur was mangy, and he was so thin that you could see the hump in his shoulders jutting out sharply. We were only about two miles from the barn. He was interested in the salt licks in one of the horse paddocks. I didn't know that horses were into that. Or, sorry, bears were into that, that's interesting. Yeah, I didn't interesting. know about bears, but that, yeah, that is. Yeah. Now, though, I'd, now, though, I'd had many bear encounters, there were almost always black bears. Black bears are chickens, which we know. We we, yes. we told you the stories about how we used to chase them in the, through the campgrounds, but... Uh grizzly bears are top of the food chain and they know it. I would not screw around with a grizzly bear. Oh, come <laughs> no, on. No, not even a little bit. No. No. <laughs> when black bears see something scary like a group of horses, they take off. When a grizzly bear sees something scary, it just stands still and stares right back. And this is what it was doing now. But what really worried me was the condition of the bear. It was much too thin. By August in the Rockies, a healthy bear should be round with fat. If it gets too close to winter, which often starts in October, and the bear hasn't gained enough weight, it will start making riskier moves in an effort to gain mass amounts of calories. Ding, 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 danger, danger.
0: <laughs> like eating some people with horses?
1: Yeah. In other words, we were running into the most dangerous type of bear, a desperately thin one, and I had two small children and a couple of nervous parents behind me. We were right at the start of the trail, so we couldn't exactly reroute. I wasn't going to put my riders in danger, but I thought I'd try and see if I could still make this ride happen. I called the barn for backup. One guy took over watching my riders. I handed her the pony rope for the youngest rider and promised the group I'd be back in a minute. The other guide and I moved a little further down the trail. We still gave the bear plenty of space, but we were hoping that as the horses got further down the trail, the bear would back off into the woods. This was, in retrospect, a stupid plan. So this was their plan, was just to keep going at the bear and see where they're playing like a game of chicken with a grizzly bear, I guess.
0: Guess the grizzly bear <laughs> didn't blink.
1: <Yeah. laughs> what we hadn't realized was that there was another person present across from us and near the horse paddocks. She'd been checking on her horse when she saw the bear and she locked herself in the hay shed. Now she started yelling at the bear from his other side. The poor bear must have felt surrounded. Instead of backing off, he bluff charged me, taking several massive steps towards me. That's where you poop your pants. That's
0: when you go giddy up and the horse takes off.
1: Showing his teeth and swiping a paw aggressively in our direction a paw covered in four inch claws, equivalent to a handful of daggers. In response, Bert, my horse proved again that he was smarter than me. Bert likes to chase bears. I actually wrote a whole story about it, but he knows when he's outmatched as the bear swiped at us, Bert picked up his front feet and firmly spun around in the opposite direction. The horse equivalent of a Nope.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the rider should have been doing that ahead of time. Yeah. <laughs>
1: He proceeded to calmly walk us back to the rest of the horses while the other guide followed, keeping an eye on the bear. It didn't follow, but it stood its ground. I returned to my group, smiling at them with a strongly forced cheer as my heart pounded in my chest. All right, so looks like we're going to have to reroute. The family stared at me agape. The mum told me I was a lot braver than she was. I pretended to smile and shrugged modestly. There wasn't actually a reroute, so I had to take them out on an improvised trail. It worked. The girls had a great time. We didn't see the bear again, but I'm pretty sure the mom was counting down the seconds until it was over. So was I. The next day I was shaken by the encounter. I'd never had a problem with a bear before, and now one had threatened to attack me. I'd acted unwisely in the moment. I should have simply led my ride away as soon as we saw the bear. I knew it was my fault, and I also knew that it was still a scary, severely underweight, potentially dangerous bear that could still be in the woods, even on our trail again. But when you work in the Rocky Mountains, you could run into a dangerous bear or a dangerous animal any day. So what do you do? I forced myself to take some deep breaths, then I smiled, swung myself into the saddle, and took my chances. I haven't been eaten yet.
0: (laughs) <laughs> I'm surprised they're not allowed to carry a shotgun or something like that. With Maybe
1: them. they are. I don't know. But you'd probably still have to be licensed or whatever, right? I mean, if they're trail guides, they were probably teenagers working there.
0: Well, I know. I'm just thinking that there would be something to detry, yeah. or You know what I mean? Like, at least have some bear bells or something, something on your yeah. bear. I mean, there is bear mace. That's a real yeah, thing. Yeah, Just something. You would think you'd give them right. But a shotgun might, like, I don't know. Then again, if you scare the bear, it might charge you more. I that's don't know.
1: That's true. That's true. And then you have to worry about teenagers doing stupid things with guns.
0: Yeah, which is probably not even. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I guess you're better off to deal with the bear (laughs) as often as you run into him, maybe. Yeah. Well, that's uh, that was a good tribute to Dad. Thank you. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Um, So I guess I'm up now.
1: You are up. Yes.
0: I am up and ready to roll. So I have got a story about what is the one place that I hate to go. Um, I only go because of you, and I hate it. I hate it. I bitch about it the whole time. I don't. Drives me nuts. I don't
1: know. Really?
0: You yeah. don't know? We are married, right? Christmas. Like no, you know I despise is. Christmas. I don't have to go to Christmas. <laughs> the day happens. The beach.
1: Oh yes, I should have said the beach. I was completely drawing a blank, but you're right. You do every time we have to go there. To she the beach,
0: knows this stuff. We are married. Yeah. <laughs> I don't make this up. I hate going to the beach. Yes. Uh, yeah, like the beach, I hate it. You know, sands gets everywhere. It sticks to me. I can't get it off. It takes a month to clean yeah. up all your vehicles and stuff like that. It's, but it's I endeavor.
1: love the beach. Oh, I hate it.
0: <laughs> then when you finally, when I do finally go, you got people everywhere. They're yes. rude. They just kick shit on you. They're throwing stuff around. <laughs> You're trying to stay out of the way. I just hate it. And then we go to the dog beach, and the dogs don't listen, and they take off. I don't like swimming. I just, the whole, I like driving my motorcycle around the beach and leaving. That's all I like about the beach. Well, I think my friend Johnny here liked the beach as much as I did. I shouldn't say that. He he liked going to the beach. Yeah. But he wanted privacy. Okay. So he obviously couldn't afford to buy his own private beach. (laughs)
1: Right. Not many people can.
0: What he decided to do was dig a pit to lay in. Oh. But, you know, you know, like. You know, some people dug, like bury themselves in the sand and yeah, yeah, they dig yeah. a little pit or something like that. No, no. He didn't just dig a small pit, he dug a big eight foot deep.
1: So he dug himself a grave. Basically.
0: <laughs> like, how long would that take? Okay. <laughs> that like, he would wrote, take,
1: and it would be hot.
0: Like, <laughs> right? I don't know. Like, what time do you start in the morning to dig this thing? And, and there's people, like, I, like, he I was didn't... in, uh, I think it was South Carolina. I was reading this. That film, is... but
1: strange but, that's very very strange
0: like you're digging an eight foot hole here big enough for you to lay in.
1: and nobody so even has, a
0: small like even if you were a five foot let's say five foot five right guy, yeah right which is on the small side yeah you're still digging, digging an eight foot hole and you're digging it almost six feet if you're gonna <laughs> yeah. lay in it right
1: yeah that's right? a huge hole that's so that's yeah like the time burying and the energy a body. Like, oh my god it's
0: ridiculous <laughs> yeah so I, I I can't figure that out. But anyway, so after he finished, he got all his stuff, and he crawled in and got ready to enjoy his time. And that's what all the sides caved in. Oh, no. So all the sides caved in on 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 him, and everyone around rushed to try to dig oh, him out. So
1: other people were aware that he was in the hole.
0: <laughs> yeah, so everybody uh, came around, and, and um, it took hours to get him out. But as you said, and I actually wrote in here, Johnny uh, literally dug his own grave
1: that's insane
0: so this is not the only incident of this happening since 1985 there has been 31 recorded incidents in the United States and another 21 recorded in other parts of the world, such as UK, New Zealand, and Australia.
1: That's just like a thing that people get in their head that they're just. Well, gonna... the
0: average age is 12 years old, so they get in there and they start tunneling and they uh... dig down and they dig the little tunnels. Okay, the and kids, they pop I, up. I
1: understand the kids, because we did the same thing with Snow Forts, right? Like, I, yeah. get, I
0: get it. Yeah, I get it. But, um, yeah, so, um, and uh, to back you up, it's mostly boys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, The biggest issue is people trying to help on the beach, actually. So when everybody comes running, it's better to just get everybody back and have two people to do the digging.
1: Oh, because Because they're just caving it in They're just
0: caving in more, right? And you get the weight in there, and as you're digging it, the sand's pouring in. Like, think of an hourglass, right? Right. The sand pouring through it. So as they're doing that, where if you have one controlled person getting the sand out or two people... You're you're less likely to to cave it in, and yeah. you're more likely to move sand out and yeah, stuff like that. People
1: just go into full on panic mode when they see somebody oh. being buried alive, though I'm sure. Oh,
0: absolutely, right. So, yeah. So, uh, if you do go to the to the the beach, don't let your kids dig them that deep. <laughs> yeah. And second of all, here's another one where a kid um actually broke his neck. So if you're leaving the beach and you're done for the day, fill the hole back in. Oh,
1: no. So the kid
0: was playing football, threw a pass, he was running to get it, tripped over the hole, came down, and then broke his neck on the
1: oh, that's yeah. terrible. How bad would you feel as the hole digger at that point? But
0: you would you even know? Like, well, what time true, was the yeah. hole dug? Like, yeah. whatever, where is it, blah, 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 right? But yeah. that's the thing.
1: Unless like, it was on the news or something. Yeah, yeah and you then mean, maybe you
0: recognize the spot. Yeah. But, yeah, so, you know what I mean? It's it's not just garbage and stuff you got to clean up. Like, put yeah. things back to where you found it. Like, yeah. I mean, that's – and, you know, you don't even think about it. But even if you didn't go that deep, even if they are just playing, I mean, it's easy to break an ankle oh, yeah. or, or, you know, pop a kneecap yep. and, and stuff like that, right? So I
1: remember when uh, – we were little, we were camping and one of my parents' friends had a a fire on the beach to cook their lunch. And then when they were finished, they just threw sand on top of the fire. My mom walked right through it because she didn't know it was there, obviously, but she had walked right through the hot coals of a fire and she had to get rushed to the hospital after that. So...
0: Yeah, like, and I mean, we're not allowed to have beach, fire beaches, I mean, no, fires on beaches there, anymore. No,
1: this was years and years. Yeah, yeah, no, I get that. But yeah. there's another
0: perfect example, right? Yeah. Like, if you're gonna do something to an environment, try to just—it's not a. I mean, I'm just as guilty. I used to go down there and dig holes and stuff like that. I'd dig holes with my kids, and yeah, you wouldn't think about filling them in afterwards. You stop <laughs> on the sandcastle or whatever, yeah, and you go yeah, home, right? Yeah. You think it's just gonna. So, yeah, it's kind of a yeah,
1: the title, the title, get that or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's
0: uh, but it is a little bit of an eye opener, right? Yeah, like it is, you know. And I remember uh, being really stupid, like you said, the snow stuff. I remember in Brownsville, the there was a little bridge and we used to jump into the snow and we would go into our heads and there was times where I'm like, oh, oh I don't God. know if I'm going to get, it. yeah. And you're,
1: that freaks me
0: out. And you're pushing through and then all of a sudden you push out into the bridge where there was <laughs> oh, nothing and you slide no. out and like,
1: oh, and then you'd
0: run back up and jump in. And
1: I couldn't, whenever, when other people were building snow forts, I couldn't go in them. I couldn't do it. It freaked me right out. Oh yeah.
0: So, but yeah, like I, I, I know that feeling now yeah. and stuff like that. Right. And I think now it's, I think that's some of the reason why I'm a little claustrophobic. Like even yeah. when I did the Tough mutter. Remember, I was going through and digging through that hole and I got halfway through and I'm like, somebody better get moving (laughs) or two of us are being pushed through this thing. So, yeah. Um, Anyways, just a little service message out there. If you're at the beach, covering your holes, put your fires out properly. If you're having a fire, Uh, take care of the uh, world we got. We only got one that we got. So (laughs) if it's gone, we're not leaving it. So we're going with it.
1: Yeah.
0: So uh, next, number two.
1: Okay. What do we got?
0: So right now, uh, I definitely know about being busy. So yeah. I got lots going on in my life. Uh, we're running around, dealing with work, dealing with uh, my dad passing. You know, dealing with everyday life, normal life, kids, and all that stuff, and people coming and yeah, and uh, the and literally um, anybody listening, we've had hundreds of condolences.
1: Yes,
0: uh, we it's- appreciate it so much and stuff, and but trying to answer them and say thank you and reach out to yeah. everybody, and then the overwhelming support. So you get busy um i don't know that i would ever be too busy that i would leave my shark chain on my bed if i was going
1: yeah. scuba
0: diving yeah. um, i definitely think i would know if it was on my arm yeah and i also think that i would remember to put my parachute on before jumping out of an airplane
1: Come on! oh
0: you thought the shark chain was bad
1: how do you forget a parachute
0: so johnny a client and an instructor went up to film a video for their, uh, their um, company, uh, which was a skydiving company yeah. and stuff. Right. So yeah, they uh, gathered up all this film equipment and uh, we're getting it ready and stuff. Uh, Johnny wanted everything to be perfect. So he had all the equipment, everything ready to go. Uh, the instructor and the client were all strapped in and everyone's good. Yeah. Um, so the plane takes off and they get up there yeah. and the instructor jumps out of the, of the plane and then the client jumped out uh then johnny quickly followed johnny was taking pictures and then he started to videotape the jump then the instructor and the client client pulled their their shoot so that's uh, called the ripcord i guess right, that they yeah. pull on i've never been skydiving i would love to go skydiving however i haven't done it and uh, johnny reached for his ripcord but it wasn't there and i guess there's a video i did not look it up because I got enough oh, stuff going no. on in my life. I um, know
1: there's that's terrible, and I don't really
0: <laughs> want to see it. And I don't know if you can find it or not. Maybe you can. I'm not even like I'm I said. I'm sure I,
1: you can find. That's
0: it. why I use Johnny, whatever. Like yeah. it's, So whatever. But I guess there is a uh, there is a video out there, and you see the other uh, guys' shoots come open. You see him pull their rip yeah. cords and stuff, and then um, all you see is Johnny's hands looking for his, and then his hands start flailing and then you just see the ground.
1: And it's too late. They can't help him at that point. No, because they've
0: already pulled their chute, so it's not like they could dive. You know, If he would have noticed or pulled his first or something and nothing there, then, yeah, absolutely, they could have. But at that point in time, they've already taken up, and he's, like, unless the the, instructor. He
1: left it on the plane?
0: It doesn't really say where he left. He just never put it on. So I don't know if he, so what I'm wondering, and it never really says, it just said he had all this equipment. I'm wondering if he had all the equipment in a backpack.
1: Oh, and, and he, he threw just it off. Like he, par- he felt like yeah. he had his
0: parachute on. That's the only thing I can figure out. Because, like, I don't know, man. Like, I don't think
1: that's crazy. Yeah. That's when you know you've done too many jumps out of a plane because you're not like, okay, if I was going to jump out of a plane, I would be touching that parachute for, the, for <laughs> the half hour before I actually stepped out. I would have my hands constantly on that parachute.
0: Yeah. So remember, um, it's not about getting the pictures. Make sure you got your proper gear <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: you, um, before you jumping out of the plane. So I looked into it to see what the numbers of dying from jumping was and stuff like that. And the The annual numbers of death from jumping out of a plane was in the 30s throughout the 1980s and the 1990s.
1: Okay.
0: Uh, before slowly declining in the 2000s. More
1: safety measures.
0: Yeah, well, more safety measures, better equipment. And in 2008, the annual fatality, fatal uh,
1: Fatality. Thank you, <laughs>
0: count. <laughs> hit a record low of 13. Oh. Uh, it was followed in 2009 uh, by 15. But in 2020, we set a new record for low of all times of 11. And that eleven was out of an estimated two point eight million jumps. That many
1: people go skydiving. Yeah,
0: I couldn't believe it either. But yeah, so two point eight million jumps. So if you ever thought about going skydiving, it is safer than you think. So <laughs> yeah. you, can, uh, I, you can.
1: I bet it. they pay huge insurance premiums. Still, I bet. Oh,
0: it's probably. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I thought, like when I saw eleven, I thought, well, maybe there's you know how many jumps and stuff. Yeah. And I saw it because it worked out to be something like zero point three nine.
1: Oh, yeah. I'm actually surprised that many people go skydiving every year.
0: Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of people that are a lot more adventurous than us. I guess. I guess. So, anyways, that is my story. So, now it's our call to action. Yeah. So, uh, again, please uh, like, subscribe, follow. Maybe maybe next
1: week I'll have a real pretend letter to read. A real pretend (laughs) letter?
0: What's a real pretend letter? Well,
1: because I had my pretend letters that I read today. (laughs) Oh, I got you. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, How would they get a letter to us?
1: (laughs) At podcast at gmail.com.
0: I still hate that. (laughs) Episode 16, I still don't like it.
1: Well, it is what (laughs) it is. You changed it on me.
0: (laughs) Uh, we also can follow us on Instagram or Facebook. Uh, when we upload the episodes on Facebook, we send them all. Or when our episode gets uploaded, we post it on Facebook. We send it out to everybody. Yeah. So you can listen to it there. You can listen to it on speaker. You can listen to it on iTunes.
1: Fisher, everywhere, yeah. it's their share, everywhere
0: it's there shared. Everywhere. So please have a listen. Uh, follow, like us if you want. And now it is time for the second most important thing that I do in this
1: show. <laughs> Are you ready for this? I am ready, yep.
0: This is a good one. Okay. What is the difference between boogers and spinach?
1: Something about them being green for sure. Nope. No.
0: Kids don't eat spinach.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. I agree. I like Thank it. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you very much.
0: Um, well, that is our episode. Uh, yeah. Again, hope you guys all enjoyed it. Um, and I will be here next week. We have a couple more things to do with my father this week. Um, Wednesday is the actual um, funeral and everything for him, but we will be up and having our episode 17 as usual. So have a good time, everybody. Thanks again. Thanks for
1: joining us, and bye.